Welcome back to the Don't Call Me Skinny podcast. Another Muscle Monday coming for you. It's time to bridge the gap for women and weights. Muscle Monday is all about the do's, the don'ts, the whys, and the why nots of strength training, lifting, and all things gym. If you like what you hear, be sure to rate it, review it, and share it with a friend. Let's hit the weights. Hello and welcome back to another Muscle Monday. Happy to be here again today with you talking about all the good stuff, training. Uh, I did wanted to mention that we did finish out, I think I already mentioned this, but we did finish out the May in Motion challenge. So very excited about that. Again, ladies killed it. And I do hold that in the consistency compound. And what that is, is it is a subscription-based platform where I go in there, I do live trainings about form technique, I do live uh, workouts. Um, And to be super transparent, I haven't done those in about two weeks now because life, let's talk about that. Uh, But looking forward to getting back to that this week. So if you are interested in getting in there, there's recipes, there's already built out workout plans, part of the conversation we're going to have today, Uh, part of... Uh, already built out workout plans. Um, And then of course, this is where all of my challenges will be held. So be sure to get in there. Um, Also brewing is another fun, exciting little tidbit that's coming to the consistency compound. So I'm super excited to get that uh, soon out to you guys. I'm not gonna tell you what it is yet, but it's on its way. It's being built currently and I'm very excited about it. So on that note, let's talk about a couple of things here. Um, I've done a podcast on this, it was a while ago, it was about like watches and what the watches tell us and all this information. It's almost like an an information overload on the watch. And it's like, what are we supposed to be paying attention to? What do we not pay attention to? And so I want to talk about this because it's something that I'm still seeing all over the WWW, the World Wide Web. And so I want to have a conversation around this because I think it it needs to be talked about to to a little bit of a deeper level. Okay. So the first thing is, is that we do things based off of what other people do. So when we see somebody doing something, we're like, oh, that person is doing that. That's what they look like. That's what I should be doing. And then we try to go do those things, whether it's training, whether it's nutrition, like I can't tell you how many times I see posts of things like, like, what, is, what do you eat like? What, what, is, what, are you, what is your food? How many grams of protein are you eating? What does your training look like? What's your split? What exercises are you doing on your leg day? Like, it's all about like, what is this other person doing? What is this other person doing that I'm not doing, that they're getting results and I'm not getting results? And so <clears throat> we're gonna talk about a couple of different things that I continue to see. Two big mistakes. Two big mistakes that I see with training, Okay. The first one, let's, let's dive into to number one. You're basing everything off of what your watch says. Everything, your training, your nutrition, all of it, okay? This is still a very big issue. As I said, I've done a podcast on all this information our watch gives us, okay? But we are still basing everything that we do on what our watch is saying. So, People are taking their watch information and it says you burned X amount of calories and now you need to quote unquote eat X amount of calories supposedly, right? This is, this is telling us what our body's burning, what we would consider in the training world as your TDEE, your total daily energy expenditure, okay? What your body is burning on the daily. And to be super transparent, mine will fluctuate, will 
It, it will, depending on what I'm doing. If I have a little bit lower where my steps are lower, where my training wasn't as intense, things like that, it will show a lower amount of calories versus where I have all these steps and I had maybe like a super big leg day or I did, I did deadlifts or something like that. It's going to show that my watch says I burned more calories. But the problem that we get into is the amount, the number. And it's probably true. My, my watch is probably right. It gives me a solid like baseline that one day I might burn more calories than another. That's also normal. Let's normalize that. We don't burn the same amount of calories every fucking day. That's why our macros live in a range. Okay. That's why they don't have to be so black and white and, and like here, here, here. Right. Um, and so when your watch is saying like, let's say you've taken this huge, like, you know, I say huge, but like, let's say you, let's say you've taken this crazy orange theory class or F45 class or some kind of hit boot style camp class. Okay. And your watch is like telling you during this exercise alone, you've burned like 442 calories or something, something crazy. Uh, I know like in the classes of like orange theory, when I used to take those, sometimes it would tell me I would burn like six, seven, 800 calories in a training session. And I'm just going to say, probably not. That's probably not true. Okay. But this is what we think. This is what we told. And the screen said so. And I get X amount of slap points and all these things. Okay. So the first thing that has to be said is that it's just not accurate. It's just not accurate. Okay. You can use your watch as a tool and it's going to give you some kind of baseline. I just told you my watch will show me I burn a little less calories on days I'm not as active versus the days that I'm a little bit more active. It's going to show me I burn more calories. That is just I don't, common sense. I'm not sure how to, how else to say that. If we are moving our bodies more, our bodies are going to use more energy. Boom. Right. But we're using them as a holy grail. And we're using them to tell us if we are training to an intensity that we should be or not, or do we need to go harder or what does that look like? And then on the back end, we're using that to tell us what we should be eating. Okay. And the fact is, is that when your watch says you burned X amount of calories, it's not true. It's not true because then you're going to apply what that thing is. And you're going to say, okay, I, like I just said, you're, you burned X amount of calories. Oh, I'm not training hard enough. I'm not training long enough. I need to, I have to get X amount of calories. I got X amount of calories yesterday. So now I have to get X amount of calories today, even though you're going from like squats to like arms, <laughs> like they're not going to be the same. You're going to move probably more weight with squats and a leg day than you will on an arm day or a shoulder day or even a back day, potentially depending on what you're doing or a chest day even. Okay. So, and that just comes down to the fact that I move more weight deadlifting and squatting than I do chest pressing and rowing or bicep curls, obviously, right? That's just common sense. We are going to move more weight because they're larger muscles that we're going to move more weight. That's just how it's going to be. Okay. So when you, when your watch is telling you, you hit X amount of calories, it's not an accurate number. It's, it's not true because the, the science behind what our watches are able to do, it's just not, we want to believe it's great. And yes, they've come a long way, but it's just not accurate. And so what we end up doing is using these things to to run our entire training programming and our eating essentially, right? <clears throat> but really our watches are great for like steps. And I know that's hard to hear. We spend like one to $500 on these, on these watches. And I'm going to say even steps is like, you know, 
Again, it's a good baseline. It tell you what it, it kind of tells you. Like I'm sitting here, I talk with my hands. Do you think that my watch is moving and getting steps or appears like I'm getting steps? Probably. Yeah. Why? Because I talk with my hands. When I do laundry, it, it gets steps. Sometimes when I'm driving in my truck, it'll record steps. It's they're still not accurate things. Like, but yet we're using them as these like holy grail of of all this information. And yet the the podcast I did is not knowing what to do with the information. But the flip side of this is just understanding that these are not meant to be used this way, uh, even though that's what the information they give us, okay? Now, I know it's kind of deflating. I know it's kind of frustrating to hear that, to hear this, because that's not what we want to hear, right? So typically, I'm going to say typically, and there's a lot of factors that go into this, which is why it's such a range. But typically during like a training session, if you're strength training, you can burn anywhere from like maybe 150 to 400 calories. But there is going to be many factors as to how and why your body is burning what it is, right? Intensity of training is going to be key in the amount of calories that you're burning. The uh, programming is going to be key in the amount of calories you're burning. The amount that you're going, the, the length that you're going, your... Uh, where you're at in your journey as far as are you a completely new lifter? Are you kind of in that middle stage or are you advanced? Like all of these things, excuse me, matter. Your nutrition matters about what your body's going to burn and how intense these training sessions are going to be, right? If you're just kind of like going through motions, you're probably not burning as much as what you actually think you are uh, or as what your watch is telling you are, okay? So I used to do this this used to be me. I used to go, well, by the 30 minute mark of my training session, I have to be at 150 calories. If I'm not at 150 calories by the 30 minute mark, I'm behind. That was my thought process. That was how I used to think. But that has nothing to do with anything. Like there's nothing that says that I have to burn 150 calories every 30 minutes. Like that's not, that's not even real. I'm probably not even burning 150 calories in that 30 minutes, but my watch says so, right? And I know now that that number doesn't really have any meaning, okay? And I still track my workouts. We always joke around like, eh, if you didn't start your watch, then you're not, you didn't really work out, right? <laughs> it didn't really count, but it does. Um, and so for me personally, it's like, oh, now I'm just like, this is just an arbitrary number, right? Here's, here's a prime example as to why. If you've ever paid attention or checked your watch when your heart rate is super elevated, but your watch reads it as like, you're like 70 beats per minute. You're like real slow and real low. It's like not even barely registering an elevation of your heart, but yet, you know, you, you just like got done doing some kind of set and it's, it was hard. You exerted a fuck ton of energy and yet your watch is like barely at, you know, 82. <laughs> it's like, Okay. And that's how our watches are basing how many calories we're burning is off our heart rate. So if our heart rate isn't elevated, guess what else? Our, our calories aren't going to be elevated. So I already know that if I look down and I see like my watch is not doing what it's supposed to do, quote unquote, by raising the heart rate, well, then I know those quote unquote calories it's showing me aren't even correct. Like I will wiggle and jiggle, I'll loosen it, I'll tighten it, I'll change it to see if I can't get it to start like clicking in and jumping even. But I already know at that point, it's like, doesn't even matter. It really doesn't even matter. It's just all bullshit anyways. Like it doesn't even matter. So this is your little reminder to let you know that, you know, don't use these metrics as your only way, right? 
they're a good baseline, but they are not a good metric. So let's talk about what are other metrics that we can use besides our watch. Two that I'm really obviously, uh, I think are important, I should say, that's how I should say it, is one, are you getting stronger? Are you feeling good? Like, are you able to progress in the gym? Sometimes, again, that doesn't always mean just is your weight going up in the gym, but like, are you able to, is your form getting better? Are you, uh, you can't progress in weight, but now you're slowing things down. Um, are, are you just feeling stronger? Like, are, are things feeling a little bit, quote unquote, easier for you to do? Or like, you know, the 50 pound, 50 pound dumbbell that you picked up, you know, six weeks ago felt like you were moving, I don't know like a whole fucking car on your own. And now you're kind of like, oh, this isn't as heavy as it used to be. Like those are keys that like, okay, this is my body's starting to shift a little bit, right? Has nothing to do with a number. The other thing is, are your photos changing? These are something that I always have my clients keep track of it's, is uh, photos. You should be watching what your photos are doing. This is a key part, okay? So arbitrary numbers coming from the watch you're not burning what you think you are. Do not use it as a measure of whether or not your training is good, bad, or indifferent. Like that is not the measure that we should be using. So please, please, please stop using these watches as the holy grail. They are great baselines. They are good. They give us information. It's what we do with that information that matters. Um, and it's understanding and knowing that the information they give us is mediocre at best. I know it was it was soul crushing to me. It was very soul crushing to me. I'm not going to lie. Okay. So that's mistake number one. Here's mistake number two. Your generic or free training program that you utilize, whether it's on YouTube, uh, even whether you've bought my dumbbell program, either one, eventually it's going to tap out. Eventually you're going to stop seeing results. Eventually it's not going to feel like it's working. And this is why <clears throat> this is so individualized and these generic and free programs that are kind of cookie cutter. So these things like Beachbody, even Orange Theory, um, uh, even my own dumbbell program that I do have to offer. There's a good time and a place for these. And I feel like they can be utilized in specific moments in your life. Right. But they're not tailored to you. They're not tailored to your goals. They're not tailored to where you're at in your training. They're not tailored to your nutrition. They're not tailored to your progression. They're not tailored to your history. There is literally zero things about them that make sense for you specifically. And that is going to eventually create problems. I see all the time women get frustrated because X stopped working or this stopped working or you did the same program for six, six months, or you change your program every single week, like, because you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Eventually these things will tap out. Now I, I said, there's a time and a place. And I truly believe there's a time and a place for these programs. My dumbbell program, if you have zero experience in lifting, my dumbbell program is going to be great for you. It's built out in a way that makes sense in a way that progresses. It gives you, it shows you sets, reps, rest, all these things. It also, it starts educating you around what things look like, language that's used, right? These things are great. This dumbbell program that I have actually, you can also progress in because there's no like, you have to start at this weight with this thing, with this whatever, right? And you can use it for eight weeks. But what happens at the end of that eight to 12 weeks 
when that dumbbell program, it's like, okay, now what do I do? Do I just go back and do the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over? Well, ideally, no. Eventually, that shit's going to tap out. Eventually, it's going to get boring, too. You know, you don't want it to get boring. You don't want to keep it so spicy that you're using, you know, different programming every single day for every single week. But you also don't want to get stuck in a rut. It's like, fuck, dude, I don't... If I have to do one more dumbbell curl, I'm going to punch somebody in the fucking face. You don't want to get to that point because what happens then you stop going. It's boring. You stop doing it. So you don't want to have to do that, right? You don't want to have to, but, but things like here's, here's a prime example. I do have a client that <laughs> she, she used to do orange cherry fitness for like five days a week. Okay. And I'm pulling her back. We're doing some strength training and she's at like two days, I think two days a week, right? Right now. And it's difficult for her. But my first question, and one of the things I had to get her to get to, there's no progress metrics. They don't, it's not like you have a log. You don't keep track. You don't do the same workouts over. Every single day is a different fucking workout. Every fucking day. That's great that they do progression. I know that Orange Series started doing some um, strength blocks so that you actually, it's like a strength training day, essentially, versus getting on the treadmills and rowers and stuff, which is great. I think that's wonderful. But there are no metrics. There are no metrics and it's not like Tuesdays and Thursdays or even, hey, for four weeks, these are the the things that we're going to do on Tuesdays and Thursdays for four weeks so that you have time to actually progress in those movements. You'll eventually tap out because you're not doing anything that your body can get adjusted to, to actually overload the muscles. Did a podcast on overloading the muscles. I think it was one of my very first um, Muscle Mondays. So eventually these programs, these, you know, Caroline, I, I see her name all the time. I mean, Caroline something on YouTube, right? Great. I think that's a great starting point. If you feel like, like, I don't even know where to start. I think these are great programs. And I think that you can get to a certain place with them. But eventually these free programs or even the, the programs like mine, your dumbbell program, it's going to tap out. Mine would be great for a very beginner who doesn't know language, doesn't know how to build out a program, doesn't know anything about what they're doing. And let's say you're going on vacation and you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to have a hotel gym. Cool. Dumbbell program. Boom. Done. And you can take my program with you. And you know that you're still going to be able to move your body. It's going to be programmed appropriately and it's just short term and that's okay. But eventually it's going to tap out eventually it's going to stop working. Eventually you're going to stop seeing the results because it has nothing to do with you. When we're talking about building a program for people, we have to make sure that we're building programs for people that make sense. And yes, there is this kind of like baseline of like, here's your standard program, right? But everybody has this thing or that thing or this shoulder thing or this tricep thing that they can't do or their lower back this or their knees that, their hip this. We all have that. And so you have to be able to adjust to, to maneuver these programmings for people based on them. What does their, what does their food look like? How are they consuming food? If you're eating 1200 calories and you're doing five days of orange theory workouts and then you cry that you don't get results, I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Because you're not fueling your body. So there's so many different things components 
to doing this programming. You can't just take some generic free program and think that you're going to like get some crazy results with it. Yes. Again, you will get some results if you're a noob person that's never lifted before, but eventually, eventually it's all going to tap out. So these are the two biggest mistakes. The two biggest mistakes. One, using our watch to dictate what the fuck we do. And number two, using these free generic programs over and over and over again. This is where I, I, I say it, you must invest in yourself. You must invest in yourself. If you don't start investing in yourself, you're just going to stay in the same loop over and over again. Took me a long fucking time to figure this out, guys. Took me way too long. I wished I would have realized it sooner. Truly, I do. But if you don't invest in yourself, you're just going to stay in the same loop that you've always done. Who wants that? That's not the goal. The goal is to get where you want to go. Okay? So two biggest mistakes. The first one, I already said that. We're going to recap again. The first one is using your watches as a holy grail. Second one, free generic programs are going to tap out. So don't forget, there is a link in the show notes if you guys want to uh, ask any questions about Muscle Monday or have any questions around training, please feel free to drop them there so I can pull them on here. And obviously, if you got something from this, maybe you know somebody who uses these free generic programs or does everything based off of their watch, please share this with them. Let them know um, that it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be so crazy like that. And uh, I will see you guys on Wednesday. Have an awesome, fantastic Monday.